everyone. Welcome to the new media show. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greeley. Rob, how are you doing? Doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be here again. And we've got a terrific guest with us. We've got Mr. Rob Walsh is on the, uh, the other, the upper screen. <laughs> and, and Rob, I, I, I'm going to be the first to admit, I think this is the first time I have seen you without a t not wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I just, did, uh, <laughs> just went house hunting and well, made an well, he was out looking at houses, out so you have to look nice for that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, like, literally, I ran into the house. I'm like, I'm just, like going to the real estate agent. He's going over the turn. I'm like, come on, speed it up, speed it up. <laughs> hey, just just for the record, buying a house is more important than the new media show. So we, right. you know, we'd have been. But I hope you got didn't add an extra zero to your offer. <laughs> no, no, no. By by accident, yes. Yeah, no, it was above what I wanted to spend, but it was the lowest priced house in the area I really wanted to live in. So it was like, oh, I, I yeah, okay, that, how, that works out. Nice. How long have you been in the place you're in now? Well, we've been in this rental house uh, three about three and a half weeks, um, but only with new carpet a week that we moved in and it was dripping cat pee. I mean, we blacklighted it. Oh boy. And it looked like something out of an oh boy. SVU episode. It was bad. So I'm missing something. So you did you move out of your house and into we sold our other house. Oh yeah, yeah. So we sold our other house. We were there twelve years. Okay. So yeah. sold that, moved to Kansas, I uh, moved from Kansas to Nashville. But you can't look for a house in the Nashville area unless you have your house sold. They don't want anything contingent. Nobody Whoa. would take anything. So what? So this is news. What prompted the move from Kansas to Nashville? My younger son. Well, is, because podcast movement's going to be there, Todd. Yeah, it, it was the <laughs> podcast movement. I wanted to get here to save on shipping. Lipton can now ship everything to my house, and um, we'll do that. But no, I, my younger son is profoundly dyslexic, and they have a really good school here awesome. in Brentwood, and. Um, it, he he can do six years there now and my older son is starting high school and we didn't want to wait another year right do the flip-flop yeah. yeah so like okay we're gonna get you into a high school there so you four years in one school and we'll wow. um move now so i just made it most sense but we, we the, the sad part was we because of covid we couldn't come and visit the school until the beginning of june we were supposed to go in march and visit and um so we got it was everything we we made the decision to move and sold the house and got out here in like six and a half, seven weeks. So wow. now you have to buy all brand new sports jerseys. No, she's fan. No, 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 no. You have to, you have to support the state you're in. I don't even know. If right. You know what? Yeah, right. I'll, I'll support the Predators. We'll support it on the hockey. Because uh, there was no hockey team in Kansas City. And I always missed that. I was, I'm glad I'm moving to a place that has a hockey well, good, yeah, good go. for you. So I'm glad you got your move done. And, you know, it's just like me, you know, June of last year, I put everything in a container, you know, and got on an airplane. And then, you know, six weeks later, the container shows up and I empty it, you know, my, what remains of my life out of this container. So it takes a while. So this rental unit, I hope you're month to month. Uh, it is. Yeah. Okay. And, but here's the thing. You talk about putting stuff in. I'm, this is my mic. Cause oh, I I can't find the bracket to my boom arm. I, all my <laughs> recording stuff is in a facility. So I'm like, I didn't find my Zoom 8.6 until like a week ago. Um, <laughs> Rob, so I'm, Rob. Yeah, I, I'm friends, don't let, friends, don't let friends use Yetis. 
Oh, <laughs> you know how to use a Yeti. You can do good with a Yeti. It's it's all about how you use it. So, yeah, well, that's true. That's I don't, certainly I don't true. Have a boom arm for it because I can't find the bracket. I have a boom arm. I don't have the bracket to mount the boom it's arm. It's funny. It's it's a it. You know, one thing I did do, and I know we're diverging, but when I did unpack my half a semi load of stuff, and I actually bought containers, and now I can go find power cables, HDMI. <clears throat> mini jacks they're all organized it is it is an it is an amazing thing not to have to go like to the store and buy something you've already got 25 of right yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's right here i mean literally five feet away across the hallway but anyway welcome to the show rob i know you have no opinions on anything so today is going to be very non-controversial and uh <laughs> and for for those of you right. that are completely clueless it's libsyn versus blueberry today so uh two on right. one so i'm probably exactly. going to end up pummeled it's here before <laughs> so <laughs> you know we haven't had any good uh, dust-ups online lately so it's been kind of you know it's been kind of quiet so it, it's been good well except for the one in the last week right <laughs> well, i didn't have a dust-up with rob no, no, no. Oh, with Rob. No, I'm talking no, about just in this space. Because uh, everyone yeah. always thought Rob and I hated each other, you know, we would be, because oh, yeah, we were, right. you know, <clears throat> so I've been kind of quiet on social media, so. <laughs> Why you, is that, Todd? Why? You can't Why win. You so quiet? Can't win. There's some people that I actually just block. I said, you know what? This is not worth it. They're, they're, they're just looking for clickbait and a couple of people I just said, that's right. it. I, I can't, I block you completely on social media. So. I, I, you so know, where do you want to start? Oh my God, there's 25 things we could talk about. <laughs> um, let's, we haven't visited this in a while and I know Rob has strong feelings about it. So where do you guys, where do you set right now, Rob, on attribution, retargeting, you know, cause there's a lot of move, you know, I had a call last week, Gal was asking me. You know, we want to do retargeting the media buyer. I mean, the company's asking for retargeting. I, I'm like, sorry, we can't help you. Here's the problem. The agencies are pushing it. Pushing. They're not explaining it to the brand. Right. You talk to the brand and you say, are you okay with you getting a little bit more data in exchange for violating the privacy of your potential customer? If they present it that way, they'd be like, hell no. But they don't. They just say, hey, we're going to give you some more data. And they don't tell them. That in podcasting, there's no opportunity for the listeners to opt in to be tracked the way they're being tracked. Um, right. And then on top of it, it's also a fool's errand because iOS 14 is going to block some stuff and Chrome is going away with as far as cookies. So a lot of this data that they're going, they're using to do this tracking is going away. So technically, they're going to have issues next year. But right now, it's a privacy conundrum. Someone tells you they're doing attribution of your listeners. What they're saying is we're violating your listeners' privacy and they have no opportunity to opt in or do anything with it. They have no idea that even being tracked. So and, and unless they're they're listening in a proprietary platform, right? Well, like a Spotify a or something. If you're right? listening on yeah. Spotify, you are opting you, you have an opportunity to opt yeah. in. But when you listen to Apple Podcasts, you listen yeah. overcast, you listen on, on Podcast Attic or or where let me put it this way, if you listen where eighty percent of the people listen. Right. You didn't know you were opting into being tracked. And the beauty right. is one right. of the aggregator apps is going to start now letting you know if the mm -hmm. podcast you're listening to, your violate your privacy is being violated. So that's Whoa. 
Yeah, so that's coming. Give names, but I can tell you it's coming. That's good news for us, base. So you know, I I think though what ends up happening here is we've got a contingent of podcasters that don't care, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we also have a contingency of listeners that don't necessarily care. But that said, you know, like I told the gal that I was talking to, is we adopted GDPR globally, and we're following CCCPA and. You know, it's just, we can't do it. And, you know, you want raw log IPs, you know, you're going to figure out a way to get that yourself because I'm, I'm not providing it. And so, I, I don't know, I guess we'll have to see where this all heads, but you've been painstakingly, I am sure, you've been, I, I opted not to attend these meetings. You attended the meetings where they're talking about the, you know, that, that cool thing called a cookie that people have heard about for years and the cookie tracking being basically mm-hmm. abolished right yeah. around the corner. So you, you, I've been to meetings where the people that um, use those cookies talk like the world is ending. They feel like, Oh my God. And these are the people that are the digital folk uh, banner ad folk that they right. feel like the, the world around them is collapsing and it's the, you know, it's the apocalypse and they don't understand. That's how podcasting is selling ads all along right now. Right. They, they're going to try to do re-arc and I've been to every one of the re-arc meetings and I'm, I'm trying to stay in it, but it's funny listening to this folks talk. They talk like about privacy, like it's an evil thing. Like, you know, uh, we have to worry about people's privacy. Oh, oh God, this is horrible. Why should we even worry about it? They don't. Right. Uh, right. Like, wait a second. Privacy is an inalienable right. And I I believe GDPR got it right. I, I think opt-in is the only way to do it. And I think at some point in time, Apple's going to have to take a stance on this. You know, they talk about, okay, yeah, we're all about privacy, but Apple's going to have to step up and go, you know what? You're using our platform to get people's privacy PI information and share it, and you're not letting them opt into that. That's not right. And, and mm-hmm. Apple at some point in time is going to have to put the hammer down. Yeah. I mean, even opt-in, though, is, I mean, a lot of people just click the button. I don't think they even entirely realize what they're opting into, too. I think that that's also a factor here, too. So let me ask yeah. the question, then. If we came up with a way, because I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate here. If we came up with a way for, and some apps are never going to support it just because it's the apps, the app. But if we came mm-hmm. up with a way for not only apps, but websites and podcasting applications to basically say hey are you are you cool from you know with the the new media show tracking your ip would would you what would you think of that if we actually came up with a way for for listeners to opt in it, you know it, it could be a tag in the rss feed um, yeah. that has a has a link in that url and that to your privacy policy and the aggregator apps would support where the person would click to go to your privacy policy and then opt in. Um, right. That would be fine with that, but that's if. not okay. Right, right. right. Yeah. It, right. It, it, again, I am not about not sharing data. I am about not sharing data when the listener had no idea the data is being right. shared. Right. And, and the, the, the right. example I, I, I give, and it's a real world one, and it, it's a real situation, is let's say you listen to three cannabis podcasts. Now you're in a database somewhere as a cannabis user. Down the line, that database isn't going to be kept just for the advertisers. Databases of 
user information is valuable. It gets sold. So at some point in time, an AI at a Fortune 500 company is going to go out and do a background check on you when you apply to this company. And you're going to be flagged as a cannabis user because you listen to three cannabis podcasts that you never, no idea that you were being tracked. But if you had the opportunity to opt out, you would have said, you know what, I'm going to opt out of this because I don't want this coming back to haunt. And, and now you don't have that opportunity. You apply to a job. You think you're a strong candidate. You don't get the job. You have no idea why you never got the right, job. Right, right. And that's, that's where I You know, I think, though, you know, at least in the state of Michigan, if you go to a, a pharmacy, they scan your driver's license when you go in. So you're already in some database somewhere. And right. I don't know what you've opted in for that. And I, and I haven't been to a pharmacy, but this is what they tell me when you go in, you get scanned. So are you in some state database that's opened up for hackers and all of a sudden, you know, same type of deal, but that's a whole separate story. But, you know, Rob, I relate that back to, oh, many, many years ago, my, you know, my oldest son, my youngest son is 16. And when we thought we were pregnant, she went and got a pregnancy test, paid cash for it at a on as was in an avian store and yep came up positive we were the only two that really knew she went to the to the hospital did her prenatal pre-check got the official word all that and then like seven days later and we we hadn't been in the kid business for eight nine years and the a, a new kid business new baby mm -hmm. business and we got a email from parenting magazine congratulations you're like how the hell did you guys know we were pregnant you know so if they were tracking that tightly now, think about what they're, where we are 16 plus years later in all this cross-tracking. So this remarketing stuff, this retargeting, remarketing yeah. is, is, is massive. And, you know, I, I just do calls from time to time and I ask remarketing firms, what can you do for me? <laughs> right. Because I want to know what they can yeah. do. Well, we and, do the same. And yeah. I am blown away about they know who we all are. Well, I'm even concerned about the opt-in. I mean, um, is, does there need to be limitations on even what's possible, even in an opt-in scenario, um, you know, about the sharing too. It's, it's not just opting in. I don't think it, that's the complete picture. I mean, privacy no. is, mm -hmm. you know, can be violated in a lot of different ways. Just like, you know, the example was given here. Um, I think that's, that's a bigger danger area too. I don't know, Rob, I don't know. What's your thought about even opt-in I mean, being? Look, you know, a we have the prepended lips in, and, and we yeah. we asked everybody that you know, are you sharing it? We asked Todd, we asked you, asked yep. you that question. Are yep. you sharing? You're like, yep. no, we're not going to share the third party. And you put the prepend on there. All right, great. One person I called, and I said, are you going to be sharing it? They hung up the phone on me. That was a the response. They hung up the phone. Right. I was right. like, okay, well, you're blacklisted. <laughs> That's easy. I, I, that some people know that what they're doing. And they like they don't want to deal with folks that care about it. And so I don't. You know, I, I got a strong opinion on it. You know, and and unfortunately, I see more and more requests coming in for it. And I talk to people. I had to call yeah. someone. I said, you know, brands don't want you know don't want to be associated. And the, and the person said to me, that's not true. Not you know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'll, you know, read some articles yeah. about how people reacted to Facebook when they found out that of the privacy issue. The brands pulled out. I don't call it blacklisting, call it whitelisting because now we have a whitelist in our, in our mm -hmm. plugin. And, we say, right. and, you know, here's the, 
um, here's the thing. When we don't, when we, when we don't whitelist a service and, and I've had a conversation with that service and that service has not agreed to do something, then it really pisses me off when we're getting support tickets saying, oh, it's your fault because you didn't agree to their terms. No, 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 no. You didn't agree mm-hmm. to our terms. I mean, that, it wasn't that we didn't agree to your terms. Yes, that's right. We didn't agree to your terms. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You didn't agree to our terms. And sorry, um, it's case is a case, but it's, it's that double spin. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens as things move forward. And I know we've talked about this a lot in the past, but. I, you know, I, it, and I think the bigger misconception is the idea that everybody wants advertising. Right. And there's a lot of people that are in the podcast space that have no intention ever to have advertising. They're in there right. to promote their brand. They're in there for community outreach. They're in there to share the message. You know, perfect eBay, right? Their podcast isn't about getting advertising on it. It's about reaching out to the sellers on eBay. It's a community outreach. You, you've right. got John Deere, who's a, is an, has a podcast. You Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. you got a lot of these brands that are doing this as community outreach, is, is brand building. And they don't want to be, they don't want any of this track stuff. They don't want to be associated with it. And, and there's a lot, just a lot of individuals that are doing it for a hobby and for fun. Churches. Uh, so th- there is a big misconception out there that the majority of podcasters are getting advertising or want advertising or, or, yeah. or in the position that can even yeah. get advertising. Yeah. And then the other models too, the, the donation models, um, those are, those are viable as well. So, I mean, Todd and I have spent a lot of time talking about those models too, and they're, they're just as, as, as viable in a larger audience type of, type of situation. But yeah, Rob, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, if you go back to the roots of this medium, it, it, it is, it is not a commercial medium. I mean, I think we've shoehorned in advertising in here and, and there are, uh, companies and, and, you know, the advertising industry wants to get into it because it is an intimate medium, right. That, um, has strong ROI. Um, but it's certainly, I agree with uh, both of you guys. I mean, it, it's not fundamentally an advertising medium. And, and it has a strong ROI because it's been traditionally host read, host endorsed. It's more of an, in, um, an influencer medium right? than, than yep. pure, you know, 30 second pre-produced ad medium, which, yep. you know, which you're going to see on Spotify. You know, Spotify is going out and getting some of this pre-produced stuff and they're going to put a lot of ads in. And there's this misconception that Spotify is going to win in podcasting or Spotify and Pandora are going <laughs> to win. And I'm like, why? Because you can now go and listen to podcasts on Spotify and get eight minutes of ads for every 22 minutes of content. That's the reason people left radio. Um, right. Yeah, there'll be some people that take up on that. But it, if I'm a listener and I can choose to listen to a podcast on Apple Podcasts and not hear eight pre-produced ads, or go over to Spotify and hear eight minutes of ads. Guess where I'm going? It ain't, right. it ain't Spotify. It ain't well, that's, that's one of the reasons podcasting exists today is because of the of a reaction to over commercialization of radio. Um, and people forget that, right? Oh, yes, they do. Yeah, I completely forget it. And you know, I Rob and I have talked about a lot of things over the last couple of weeks that's been going on. Of course, the news about people that are putting up real high-end shows, putting them on Anchor. They're getting making it into directories. They're making double postings on Apple. We've talked about a number of things that are going on here. And again, I, yeah, I don't hear outrage 
I don't hear people screaming like they may have in the past. So it just goes to show me that the attitudes have changed uh, quite a bit. But this tool that that James Fridland came up with to look at your Google podcast listing to see which feed they're actually pulling, that is raising, he did a good thing there with that tool because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're seeing, oh, where are you pulling my show from? And it may not be where... You think where you want it to be. Right. And there's double, right. triple, quadruple list. Double, triple. Podcast. That's how they got the 3 million. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, the reality of the situation, there's about 325, 350,000 active podcasts. Right. And, and the rest is clutter. And over 50% of the clutter is from Anchor. That's right. And then there's pirated stuff. And the almost all of the pirated stuff is from Anchor. Yep. Um, common thread but I did notice, I don't know about you guys, but my takedown notices slowed down. So I don't know if they moved yes. on to someone else. <laughs> yeah, mine, no. This week was finally, I was like, <laughs> do something other than tell people their shows have gotten, their episodes are, I had to remove their episodes. Yeah. Um, I had a couple people say, uh, you know, I knew eventually they'd find out. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> you knew? And you still did it? <sighs> so I don't know if they were, because I think Captivate, us and you were all getting crushed and others too. I oh, others so I, I thought maybe they moved on to some others so maybe they found everything we hope yeah, <laughs> I, hope. yeah. Mm. I mean there was a few shows that um got multiples i had to yeah. close the account me too i've never in, in all the years we've never had to close account. Sa- same with us and but i was like three strikes on i think we had right. two we had two that that went over three strikes yeah. and they guess and for us it was all radio people <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was radio it wasn't even a regular podcast it was radio doing stupid stuff no well we had it's, one that uh, was out of the netherlands radio out of the netherlands they have the right outside the u.s so we had to geofence their content to download in the u.s but they didn't have the u.s rights so the ria kingdom right <laughs> wow and we had a huge number that were not even hosting with us they were hosting somewhere else Ah, uh, yeah. Because of our redirect. So. Yep. So, you know, we've uh, we've had a discussion, a little bit of a discussion at the IEB. What do you, uh, Chris, I don't know how much we can actually talk about here, but what do you think? Uh, I think we've got a pretty good consensus over there right now. Uh, For a couple of things. Exactly. You know, I'm going to say this. Before we were certified, you can go back to the feed and you'll hear me say, there's no such thing as compliant you're you're certified or you're not and and i said that when you were certified and we weren't yeah and i said you know that's it you're either certified or you're not and there's no such thing as being compliant. clients is just a bs term and and companies that say oh we're designed for we're compliant, whatever red circle buzzsprout total they're not compliant they're either certified or they're not they can say whatever they want but now the spec, the spec changing and and it again the company tells you they're compliant that's not just run away Either well and every platform that has stated that they were compliant uh when they got certified <laughs> they took a haircut every so every platform <laughs> everyone everyone went 75 percent. they said right. they were compliant beforehand got certified the numbers dropped 75 I predicted right. I predicted 67.5 was my number that I had actually publicly stated. 
<laughs> that they were off 67.5% and it ended up being a little more. So matter of fact, I flew to New York over a couple of those folks that had 67 to 70% cuts. Mm-hmm. People were absolutely in panic mode. Yeah. I, it's, I, I know there's some people have been saying it on Twitter and trying to quote, just look, if you need a place that if they say you need to be on IAB spec, you need to be on someone that's IAB certified. There's a list of who those companies are from the IAB. Um, you can find that. Um, but someone saying they're compliant or they they filter per the IAB, that's just, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. And they can try to spin it any way they want. Thankfully, the IAB is cleaning that wording up. And it really, if you want to say you're compliant, you've got to be certified. That's That's the wording. Well, and also those, those IEB, um, calls are not as contentious as no, they used to be a few no. years ago. It's well, like, uh, <laughs> there's definitely a, a commonality of, of yeah. a view right now yeah. that uh, I was, I'm actually astonished that that's, that's developed over the years here, but yeah, I guess that's what happens when you develop something as a group and it's deployed out there and it makes sense to people. Um, that's, that's kind of what happens. So, and. Yeah, I mean, if a company wants to say they're IAB, get get certified. Anybody yeah. can get certified. You don't even have to be a member of the IAB. You pay a little bit more, or you can be a member, which is even better. We want more people in, yeah. contributing, right. getting feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, anybody can. And and they, if people say, well, that that's a that's a high barrier cost to entry. Uh, yeah, but if you're gonna say that you're doing something, you actually have to do it. And it's not only just the certification, it's actually going through the process. And if you think the cost is high. <laughs> right. The time sink. The time sink. And it, but, you know. The we all is, did it. Right. They make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, and line by thinking. line through your code. Yeah. Right. Right. And, you know. So, so do we want to mention that there's probably a haircut coming again here soon? Oh, well. <laughs> You guys For already. Some, you guys already yeah. took the haircut. Yeah, yeah, we took it. Day, we we saw it right away and we blocked it. Yeah, we but know. Yeah, these those, things. Yeah. These things are notoriously bad. Bad for stat. But I, I say this right now: why Apple does what they do, I 100% agree with. They're making a good user experience. You right. Put it on the charger at night. They look at your subscriptions, and there's new episodes. It downloads them on your watch. Why? Because you might get up in the morning and go running. And now it's on your wall and completely agree with you. But people have to understand those numbers are bogus. That <laughs> they're all duplicate because they're already downloaded on your smart, your wall, your phone as well. And if you don't know what you're doing, the Apple podcast app has got some problems too, mm-hmm. that you have to plan for. And if people have no idea what that problem is, you can almost be 25, 30% off on your numbers just on the Apple podcast app. So, you know, it's just this moving target. It's almost like this ongoing whack-a-mole that we all have to do. And, you know, and sadly, it's, it's with the Apple Watch being an issue, if you have a big, big, big base of uh, Apple users that have a Mac, have an iPad, have, you right, know, right. have them, you know, have the mobile phone and you, you, you're all in on Apple. Well, and you're a podcast, your audience is that audience uh, standby for across all podcast hosts because you're by October one, you're probably going to see what 5%. Uh, well, some people are 15. 
Right. One, one yeah. of those that gave a presentation to us back in December, if you were on that call, I think, Todd, yeah. when they showed their numbers, they were talking 15%. And I loved it. Was They were like, well, it's about 15%. We know the numbers are bogus, but we're still reporting. Like, right. <laughs> Over-reporting 15%. Yeah. I was like, so finally, the IEB is taking a, oh, a year. Really it took taking a year, a year. To get this block, um, which should have been. Yeah. Right away. Because we're trying to, trying to play the game. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and give Apple a chance to make a change. And we know the Apple folks are listening. We understand why you haven't. And it is what well, it Todd, is. I'm still hearing people <clears throat> kind of badmouth Apple about their involvement in the podcasting space. Like, well, they're you know what they need still to- sleeping at the wheel. And I mean, all sorts of comments that I hear from, from folks out there. If we want to talk about Apple, well, they, they, they need to, what's they, going on with these them. These people need to right. get over it. Mm-hmm. They, right. there, there would be. We all know this. There would be no podcasting right. space had not Apple done what they did and how they have done right. it. It would not exist in the in the at, right. at the level. We probably right. all would not have full time podcasting job. Right. And Apple has been making a lot of staff moves o- over the last right. I don't know six months or so that a lot of people aren't hearing about. Be thankful um, Apple has stayed out right. of our way. Right. Right. They could have come and in and did what Spotify easier did for people to consume podcasts. I mean, it's, it's right. really easy when you have an Apple watch and an iPhone and a home pod and, you know, to consume right. your podcasts across multiple devices and listen to them wherever, um, and CarPlay integrates really nice in there. Oh yeah. So I, it's know, a great experience. Yeah. I have it in my car too. And I use it all the time. Um, seven, what, last month, what can Apple do to get better one. though, to, to change this kind of reputation that they have, or is it just based on them having too big of a market share and people are jealous of that. What can they do? What was your number last month, Rob? No. So this was 7.4 to one last month. Consumption, Apple podcast, iTunes versus Spotify, Pandora. Right. Yeah. That's I'm not. And, and I, and I look at like some shows do well on Spotify, but the majority of shows do not. They do just minuscule numbers over there. Right. And I have shows that did, I have one show, 70% Pandora. I have other shows that are over 50% Spotify. So, and I, and I thank Spotify and Pandora for coming in and, and, sure. and bringing new people right. into the space, but people need to still right. remember Apple's still the big player in this big, game and, and still we're driving a lot of consumption and new people coming across it. You know, it's, a, it's a native app. It's hard to compete with. Native. So, you know, Apple could have picked winners and losers. They didn't. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things they could have done. And, they, you know, they let the space natively grow. They didn't take up, you know, everyone else. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you do know that everything Apple does is to make sure the stock price goes up. Right. You know, when you go in the app store and have an app sell anything, yeah. the, the first year you pay them 30% for the pleasure of being in the app store. If right. you make money, it goes down in multiple years. but you know, what do they charge us to be on this device? Nothing. Right. Nothing. There's been folks talking that that could change. I mean, what kind of things can Apple do? I think it's an interesting question. I've heard people mention that Apple's going to charge for submission here soon. Oh, I know. Apple's going to get into advertising. I mean, do we see them doing that? Well, here's, here's what I think about that. Think about how much advertising there is in a billion dollars. Right. Let's say right. Apple got 30%, right? They're 30% cut. That's 300 million. 
let's see, how much does Apple make per quarter? Oh, <laughs> oh right. Seventy billion. <laughs> All right. So uh, you, right. Know, you, you know, you look at Apple's revenue and you look at three hundred million and how much is that for Apple? It's a rounding error of a rounding error. Right, right, right. 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 And, and and it's a headache. And that's if they got thirty percent of every ad and they took over the entire place, right? We get to a if we get to a billion next. And, yeah. and they're not going to get, get that. Yet you you don't hear these same people complaining about Spotify. What Spotify has done is absolutely actually potentially 10 times worse than what Apple has even ever considered to do. What, ha what happens when Spotify starts turning on their machine and monetizes against our content and taking money? Right. You, you can't say nothing. As long as they don't put it in the middle. I'm okay right. with that. Right. As long as the, the ads don't show in the middle. Can you imagine Before if after, Apple did that? that? That's, a that's a price I pay for being on their platform. So what if, what, okay what if Apple starts doing that? Um, before and after, again. I don't see them doing it because that's not the platform that they have. Right. Yeah. They, they, they don't have. They're not. It's not. You know. It's always been an open. Um, right. Just, and yeah. they're not. Re, you know. Uh, hopefully, Spotify doesn't. Hopefully, Pandora doesn't do it. But they can. Now, the important thing is, as long as they don't put it in the middle, and as long as they don't remove what I got. Right. And, and so far, nobody's removed ads. Right. That's in the middle, and and no one's put ads into. The but I know of the day that comes, a hardcore history get ad gets an ad in the middle of its six-hour episode. Dan's gone off that plot. Right. Oh yeah. Do we think that Apple's going to deploy a premium offering at some point for podcast? I actually would like it for podcasting if they did, because people spend yeah. a lot more money in that ecosystem. It wouldn't probably be good for us as a business, but I think yeah. it would be good for podcasters overall if Apple did it. Um, but, uh, but here's the key. They don't restrict premium. Now you can have a premium show and still listen on the, well, at the, at least for us, the lowest security level, you can, you can still have an authentication with a right. username, password and the, the URL sign. So is the media, you still can consume that on the, you know, on a podcast app, but I'm sure if they implemented something, it would be much more secure. Well, back uh, in the early days, they, they had a the capability of if you had a secure RSS feed or or, or a secure episode, I think is what what it was that it, it would pop up a little login. Yeah, screen. yeah, it still does. Right, it still oh, works. It does. Yeah, oh, it still does. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it still works, and it works yeah. on most podcasting apps too. So it prompt you. Not for all. all. Not all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was all of them. Yeah. yeah. Not all. Yeah. I don't think it worked on Spotify. Uh, no. No, absolutely yeah. not. So what else has come to your attention recently, Rob? Anything you want to, any dirt you want to bring up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I, you know, some good things that I think have come out of um, the pandemic, if you want to look at it that way. Um, I, I think it trained people, you know, we saw at the worst of the pandemic, the drop in podcast consumption wasn't that big. Yeah, we never saw anything. It was flat for us. All right. So, you know, and the worst I've heard from anyone is, is about 20%. And most were 12 to 15. Um, overall, for multiple shows, not individual. Some individual shows got hit really hard. Some went up. Right. Um, but overall, uh, when you talk to different folks. Um, but in the U.S., 75% of people weren't commuting, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the Apple yeah. directory direct dropped 75, 80%. So the, 
out of that, it showed podcasting was sticky. And then when it came back, a lot more people are now commuting solo that used to do public transportation. And when you're commuting solo, you're more likely you're going to listen to a podcast than if you're on a public transportation where you might be looking at emails because you're not driving. Right? Right. When you're driving, you can't look at your emails. You can't watch YouTube videos. And now you can listen to podcasts. So uh, pe- people are learning about podcasts that before were just checking emails and Snapchat and TikTok or whatever it was. They were I, you know, and I agree with the, the the small report Deezer came out with. I think people are tuning into podcasts just to get away from the mainstream media and all the insanity that's going on there. They're looking for relief, comedy, something refreshing, you know, instead of the same old thing that's repeat one, you know, every hour for 24 hours a day. Yeah. Change your well, mood, right? Yeah. If you watch yeah. any of the news channels, it's, those other guys are, are going to cause a civil war. And both are saying it right. each other, and it's, right. just, it's getting depressing. Oh, it's 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 well, I've already said it's not good for mental health. So, <laughs> no matter what channel you listen to. So, guys, I want to talk about one other thing too. As we think about these smart agent technologies, I don't know if you guys have been seeing the the ads on TV for Buicks, um, talking about the integration with the Amazon's um, smart agent, smart speaker platforms. I just wonder what you guys think about um, the potential of that platform as it integ- as it gets <clears throat> built into more and more personal devices um, like cars and and devices in the home and, and, and things like that and even e- even the smartphones. I mean, is the do you, do you guys think voice control is going to be huge as we look to the future in the podcasting space? I mean, I'm talking like two or three or four years out. Up until this point, it's been really difficult to play podcasts on a lot. Even if you get a skill created for it, then people have to install the skill. Um, podcasts came from TuneIn originally, and now they're coming from Apple Podcasts, right. I think. And right. hopefully, when Amazon Music launches, it will get better. We'll see. Right. Now, that's my hope. Um, who knows when that's going to be? They haven't given us a definitive date, but they're building their directory up ahead of them, which is nice. Um, and they're going to launch. And hopefully they put some promotion behind it. But it, it's nice to see Amazon Music and then slash Audible um, right. being supporting of podcasts. And I and I think for smart speakers and the Alexa integration, I think that's hopefully going to bring podcasting a little bit more to the forefront. We just haven't seen it number-wise in 0.22% last yeah. month right. for smart speakers. So I think what really is going to help, though, Apple and Amazon, if you're listening, is you guys need to move forward with the new RSS tag. You have to, I can implement it, but no one's going to adapt it. You guys have to say, we need a RSS tag that will phonetically allow shows that are spelled weird to be able to be found on your smart, even on HomePod or whatever, because this show, I can very easily say, hey, the keyword to launch whatever device, play the podcast, new media show, and it will play the latest episode. But if this right. show was spelled with any type of weird letters or if it, if it was a Chinese or wh- whatever it may be, that those devices just like, you know, play dumb. So we need oh. a tag that can actually allow people to phonetically in English s- spell out how that, lo- how that show could be launched. And it goes to naming of shows. If you've got a weird name show that can never be played on a smart home, smart home device maybe you need no. to change your your title of your show e y e 
O H H E S S. That's how you have to do that. The smart. So you that you can't do your show. Hey, so, you know, keyword, play the podcast today in iOS. It, it won't do it, it. Has it has issues with. Um, when we had, I made an Alexa skill for it, and we had to really mess with it to finally get it to work. It was an, it was a lot of back and forth before that show got accepted into as a skill, and it was tough. Today in iOS, <laughs> yeah, it, there's yeah. probably some other word that it defaults to that's completely wrong. So yeah. you need to change your name of your show to uh, today in Apple. What is what does I even stand for in this iOS? <laughs> you know my operating system or Apple operating system or yeah. yeah. Or just well, today in Apple. Couldn't even right? use, I couldn't even use that name when I had an app. Well, that's right. Apple wouldn't approve it. That's right. So oh, I right. Remember all the crackdowns that happened in the early days and now people are getting away with all kinds of stuff. Apple was really going after. So oh, pod. pod yeah. Remember those, pod. those days? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. What, so what's been, you know, what's been happening in your world? What are you seeing then, Rob? Uh, you know, we, we've just continued to, you know, have this influx of new podcasters. And, you know, it's interesting to see the, the numbers and types of shows and everything else that's coming in the space right now. What, where do you think most of the growth is happening from a category standpoint? Still see business number one. As far as new new shows, um, we've seen business category number one for the last two years, three years. I guess this will be third. This might be the fourth where business was number one. It overtook um, uh, Christian uh, religious podcasts. Um, so, but business is what we see for the most new show, and and that was true when the pandemic hit. We saw a lot of new shows. People gotta go. Oh, I got extra time. I'm not commuting. I can do a podcast. Um, that or they lost their job and they were looking to start a podcast, hoping they could start a, you know, their own yeah. company or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten those emails before, you know, podcast. I lost my job. Podcasting is my backup. So I always joke. That's, that's a story that ends with a rope in the garage. Shouldn't be a backup plan. <laughs> you should be doing it beforehand. Don't yeah. wait right. to lose your job. I've been telling right. uh, my audience that listens to my other show that, you know, go out and get your website set up, go ahead and start building a brand, put something in there. So, you know, maybe you're going to sell some stuff in the shop, get yourself a recession proof or COVID proof plan so that, it, you know, if you ever go to lockdown again, you've at least started something. And uh, I'm sure nobody does that. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, they're all thinking they're going to, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe people are starting to think differently, but you know, those of us that had, shows that were established, you know, I think we've all done very well listener wise throughout the, the pandemic here, but uh, I think there's a lot of companies that are trying to pick, you know, I'm doing a lot of those calls. I'm sure you are too. How do we do this? How do we get launched? How do we start? What's, you know, what's the best formula? And, I love the calls I get on Friday afternoon. Okay. We're launching our show on Monday. <laughs> we need an account set up. I'm like, you're not launching on Monday. No, no, we are. I'm like, mm, no, you're not. Yeah, people don't plan. 30 days, I tell people. 30 days from when you say you want to go submit that trailer to Apple on. Yeah, especially if you're a corporate. You yeah. Because oftentimes I get the call and we're like, well, we're just, you know, some it's somebody that's been told, mm -hmm. go find out about podcasting. And then I'll ask the guy at the end of the call, now how many people do you have to sell this to 
And they'll be like, well, I got to sell this to, you know, three upper level management people. And I said, they're not going to understand a thing you've just talked about during this call. I said, uh, I said, if, if you're savvy enough, you just need to make sure that they know you've got it handled and we'll step you through the process and get you online and, you know, try to cut the red tape. But bigger the company, the longer it takes. Especially when you get the, the lawyers and everyone else involved that has to sign off on stuff. My favorite ones are the ones like, okay, how, how are you encrypting these files? Um, <laughs> not, you want this to go public. Well, no, no, security. No, no, you hired us to get your content everywhere. Right. Because there's no encryption. And I go, well, that, yes, you can. And that's why you're coming to us. <laughs> and there is, there's two ways to do this. And uh, by the way, that public show is, uh, you know, one thing, but that private show, uh, Oh, that's you a different. Get, get that, your yeah, get your yeah. checkbook out. <laughs> yeah, the the private's different, but I, you know it's, it's the ones that want to be everywhere. Yeah, and then they then they go, why aren't you encrypted? Guys, we're not supposed <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, they don't fully understand that. Uh, yeah, there is definitely a disconnect in the corporate space. I only want my salespeople to hear that. Well, right. okay, it, we we got to do this a little different. Well, then I always say, do you want security by <laughs> obscurity or security by security? And there's two different ways we can do this. Right. right. Yeah. Take a direct link, put it behind your firewall, and boom, yeah. you're good. I always and tell them implied security or actual security. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe we should talk about Google a little bit. What do you guys think? What's going on with those guys? But before we do that, I was just lo looking at the, um, the Apple podcast kind of feature page, and I've really noticed a trend over the last couple of years. And, and I don't know, Todd, if we've talked about this, is that it seems like podcast names um, the titles of the podcasts are getting typically getting shorter and shorter. And I know that's been going on for a long time, but it's, but it's pretty much across the industry now where people are just using one or two words to describe, to title their podcasts. Well, so it, it hasn't always been like that. Well, part of it was because Apple put the hammer down on all the stupidity that was going down. And a lot of shows right. that had these super long names, the, the, you know, the Tony and Jeff show by Tony and Jeff, you know, it's right. uh, <laughs> totally. Well, no, the the ones that they really didn't like were the the the, the Steve Adams show, which is just like the Zig Ziglar, John Lee Dumas, this and that, and you know they put all this keyword spam in there, and, and it's like, okay, yeah, no, get that out of there. Or and I've literally seen people that just do the name of their show dash keyword 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 keyword, you know, and it's like. So yeah, the, the, the shorter the problem with the shorter names are we're running out of shorter names. You know, you got yeah. over half a million dead shows on Anchor that are still in there with names that are taking up names. Uh, right. That's why you know I talk about clutter. That's the problem with the clutter is we're running out of names. Well, we've talked yeah. many times about asking Apple to come up with some sort of formula to reduce the clutter, and I you know I know they're removing dead shows. But the key is they want that number to continue to rise and they don't want to mm -hmm. clean out too much because it doesn't look good on the financial books to say, oh, we got 1.3 million shows. And yet we, or if, if they were really active, they probably could remove 500,000 shows that haven't easy, easy, easy. easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because we even look at our stuff, you know, we've been culling, I guess I call it culling out older stuff. Either the media's down or the feed's down culling that out getting rid of it mm -hmm. um yeah, i mean I, I i wish apple would just go in and say any feed that has less than 10 episodes 
uh, hasn't released anything in 90 days and is on Anchor, gone. Uh, you know, on, on any free hosting service, gone, right? Boom, gone. Because you, you know those aren't coming back. And especially if there are three or less episodes. You know, the first episode is, hey, mom, I'm a podcast. Episode two is, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about, but I'll be back. Episode three is, <laughs> I'm still trying to work on it. And then you never hear about it. Yeah, and, there, and there's a pile of those. Yeah, I think uh, probably a shorter number of episodes would be better on that. And and I don't know what the numbers show right now. I haven't seen, but you know, I think if you get up into ten, that's almost like a season, right? So you could have could be knocking out shows that were specifically uh, yeah. just ten even, episodes. Even, yeah, even the number shows five, you know, yeah. five or less, or less than five, right. four or less, right. and haven't released in ninety days. Gone. You know, we don't allow free we don't allow anyone on tech podcasts has got less than seven episodes, and even then, I'm very. Right. hesitant to right. allow new shows right. on i'm very cautious yeah so google dying. what what, oh, wow. what do you guys think about google what's going on there there's a there's always a, a bunch of stuff going on there um you know this issue of podcast attic um still keeps coming up about getting rejected in the google play store i, I kind of wonder what's going on there you have you guys heard didn't well they're back aren't it, it, it was out for a little bit but i think that was more it wasn't malice. It was more, um, you know, someone messed up. What I heard. It's it's been removed multiple times. Yeah, a, and I think yeah. they've they've run into another problem here recently as well. I don't know if it's back. Let me make sure I don't have nothing on my screen that I can't show. Let me um, show you the one thing I think is you know obviously was announced already that is just shows you the micro steps that Apple is. I mean, not Apple, but Google's taking. Google. Right. Yeah. So all of you, you know, this is my, my email address at raw voice. That's my Gmail. And, uh, down here is a, oh, you can't see that pop up. No, you're showing, you're showing. Your oh, there it email. goes. So yeah, I know But on the right hand corner here. There's something that says podcast, you know? And so that is pretty big, you know, that that would be in there that they've added that as an option to go to your podcast listing right from the, I don't know what to call this, the hamburger or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it's the bar. You know, I think what it is, is that, um, I think Google is the sleeping giant that in, in the end, we're probably, they keep incrementally working on stuff. And, you know, at some point they're going to get something. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was in the future, you know, I always looked at Apple and, and Google being the two bigger players in the space and then Spotify with them. We'll see, we'll you know, see. especially with the size of uh, Android. I mean, you think this is a huge opportunity for them. Um, it does seem like they're getting better and better. You know, I mean, it's, it's a slow climb, but we also went that slow climb with Spotify too. A lot of people don't remember, but we've been working with Spotify for years and years now even though the industry didn't really see it going on that much but um yeah it's it's going to take them probably at least another two or three years to get their act together i think well you know spotify did the did the classic switcheroo help us help us help us help help us help us and we've helped you and then we'll turn you around and grease you up stick it to you right (laughs) yeah you finished my words, Rob. I didn't. <laughs> it's you called know, again, I, it's I'm called spread, spreadsheet hell is what they call it. Yeah, we're we're I, working I with think, them, right? Yeah. What'd you say, Rob? I, oh, I'm not a fan of them taking shows private. 
I, you know, I'm a big proponent, and and I know some people don't like when I say it. I'm like, but if you're just on Spotify, you're not a podcast. You need no, that you're not a podcast feed. anymore. Oh, right. Because there's people no way to find the RSS feed, and there's no even way to find out where that show originates when it's on Spotify. You don't know unless the host tells you where that show originates. I mean, yeah. I can't blame Rogan for taking the money. It was stupid money, mm-hmm. and they were and they were willing to pay it. You know, Rogan would be stupid not to take it. Absolutely, but. He's going to lose influence. Just look at Stern. You know, we don't talk about Howard Stern like we talked about Howard Stern when he was on the radio. Right. And that's a similar thing's going to happen with with Rogan. He's not going to get all. His but Stern has gotten over. rich, probably richer than he would right. have ever on oh, radio. Yeah, and you can't blame Stern for taking the deal. No, no brainer. No, look, I think the what was the first deal was half a million or, or half a half a billion. I don't know it was huge. It was like five hundred yeah. million or something. Was yeah, I heard uh, James. Cridlin say on a podcast that he was just on that uh, he thinks that Joe's going to get in a lot of a uh, lot of trouble or get Spotify in a lot of trouble because of, of some of the topics and guests that he has on his show. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens when Alex Jones comes on the next. Because <laughs> you get Spotify, Todd, you see it. They yeah. take down stuff right, yeah. for content that they don't agree with. Right, right. And you have pandemic in your title. Yep. Spotify's going to boot your butt. That's right. Right. So what happens when Joe Rogan, who's the biggest pro, you know, free speecher <laughs> there is, right. goes up against a culture that doesn't, you know, has a more European belief of, oh, you might offend somebody. So, you know, more snowflake versus free speech. What happened? Uh, we talked oh, about I, that on the show here a couple of days ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I got that phone call from Spotify when about the Alex Jones thing and they, they were pretty, pretty mad that. Uh, that Alex Jones was on their platform. <laughs> it was going to be on again. Yeah. You know, Rogan's yeah. going to have him back at some point. Yeah. And he has, he has all kinds of figures on. It's not just the Elon Musk of the world. No, I mean, he, and Joe, to Joe's credit <clears throat> brings people from all spectrum. You know, the Bernie Sanders interview was the best interview I've ever heard of Bernie. Cause it was an hour. You never get. That. So, you know, and, you know, obviously Joe also is, pretty pro certain types of drugs and they're going to be doing <laughs> smoking a blunt on the show. And right. you know, how's that going to go? So yeah. a blunt or talking about something else. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, we'll see if Joe makes it through the four full four years or whatever the deal is. Three I, years, I hope four they, years. I hope he's got like, you, if you kill me, I keep the money. I hope so. I hope the deal is non-refundable. Yeah, me too. And I hope he cashes it early. You know. And then he's moving to Texas. Yeah. They'll take less, you know, no income tax. I got that here in Tennessee. That's yeah. another advantage of moving here. It wasn't the reason I moved, but it's okay. I was like, okay, no state income tax. Nice. We'll ask John Lee Dumas why he moved to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he has to spend six months in a day in Puerto Rico to maintain his tax haven. Which is pretty incredible. Right. So there's the worst places to spend six months. That's right. <laughs> I've that's spent true. some places yeah. in some app. Believe me. Believe me. Do we think that this shift um to um YouTube music um having an impact on podcast listening on YouTube? I don't listen to music on YouTube. No, no, but they're they're closing down the Google Play Music and shifting yeah, it over to YouTube Music. I'm just well, yeah, w- no, wondering no, no. if this Google is going to yeah. 
Well, they split Google Play Music. So podcasts right. went to Google Podcasts. Music right. goes to uh, YouTube. But YouTube was already the, the number two place in the world where people listen to music anyway. So people right. are already going well, That's to why they're YouTube. doing now it, it's right? Made it a little better. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. Google Music was probably a dead zone. And it was only know? the U.S. It was very limited where people got it. I mean, so it was a limited geographic. Now, going to YouTube, it gets more international. Yeah. Um, and then podcasts going to Google a podcast makes it more international. So I, I, I'm real happy with the, the, honestly, I did not like podcasts and Google play music. So I'm happy they're out of there. Me too. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm happy that Google podcasts exist. And, and I really love what the Google team has been doing the last couple of years. Some of the stuff we can and can't talk about, but, right. um, yeah, I think, I think it's nice to see Google getting into podcasting and being, having a team around it. And, and them doing more and more things in the space. Yeah. You know, because they are the gateway to Android and, you know, our Android gap is still, no matter what we've done so far, is still massive. It although, is. although, I did see a huge tick here over the last two or three months of, um, Google, at least on our side, on Google Podcasts making some serious inroads uh, to the point where, People are going to start talking about that soon. If they're paying attention to their stats and looking at where people are coming from, um, I, I at least from from what we're looking at, and we have some I, some hypotheses of why it's happening. Um, but shows certain types of shows are definitely going to see some significant advantage on Google well, Podcasts. I think tech shows. Uh, well, I'm looking across the board. Um, I think. Well, I'll just say it. Those shows that have their own .coms are going to do much better on Google Podcasts and are doing much better on Google Podcasts than many others because it's purely a search engine. It's part of that search engine stuff that's yeah. going on in the discovery through the search engine. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, I predict that Google Podcasts will overtake Spotify in the next year as a collective. I might be wrong. Yeah, well, I hope it I happens that say, fast. I, I, well, I, you know, right now where we track them at, they're seventh by like 0.01%. <laughs> <laughs> they're almost the sixth. So we'll see. Um, I, I expect them to get up into the range of Stitcher overcast here. And oh, I've got them well, well beyond that at this point. So we'll see. We'll see. And again, it's, you know, different mock-ups of users and, use, you know, the way people use platforms. And so. Well, and I think, didn't they just announce that uh, the Google Podcast stuff is going to show your your favorites or your subscriptions on the web now? So you can see those on the web. Maybe. I, I'm not sure. No, I, it, I was just announced on the 19th. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, and if they, the key, real key is, is mandating the Google podcast and not, yeah, the Google podcast app across OEMs to make sure it gets installed by default. Well, that's, mm -hmm. that's the, the that's golden the goose. One. That when that well, happens, but then I see them get, but until that happens, I think it's going to be. And Google needs to make a better connection with the podcasters too. That's, that's all I'll say about do that. Do they? I don't know if they do, Rob, you know. Uh, well, if you think about what Apple's done, well, if you think about what Spotify's done, 
I appreciate think that, about Google. Well, think about Google on that. I appreciate that Google is not picking winners and losers. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about access to backend stuff. Oh, so. right. Well, you can see, you know, Google Podcast is one of the three places you can see your consumption numbers. So they did make that available. Right. 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 Which is nice, you know, and and you know, it, and it's nice that Spotify has that, and it's nice that Apple has that. I wish they would make it easy for us as platforms to pull that in for stats for our users <laughs> right yeah because yep. uh, you know right. i always have to explain to them it's not us we would bring it in yeah well that it's actually Apple. reminds me of something i was given i had an email come in and it was a listener saying you show x x and x but yet when i go to spotify when i go to apple when i go to google <laughs> the number's different how come the number's different and so I have to have this lengthy conversation on, you know, I said, I'm a true source of your data. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got the raw log data of, of how your stuff's being consumed. I don't know why stuff is missing on the platform that you're referring to or why the number is lower. So I don't know if they've all three of those platforms. I don't know if they've got their, their data really dialed in the way it needs to be. Well, maybe those platforms need to be IAB certified as well. I would say, I would hope so as well. But Apple yeah. Podcasts. You know, again, Apple Podcasts is about consumption. It's when people click play. Right. So if they download it and haven't clicked play, it's not going to show on the numbers. That's right. Um, um, and uh, I'm assuming Google Podcasts is a sim- similar thing. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe there needs to be a separate spec for. The, the listening platforms than the hosting platforms like what we have with IEB. Yeah. I, I mean, Todd, you probably have your pre pre-produced um, blurb about explaining the difference between client side and server side stats. Right. I have it. I'm sitting there and I just copy <laughs> and paste every time I get the question. I was like, here's what client side, here's what you can do with server side. Da, da, da. So here's, that actually is a good segue here. Um, what do you think about this ongoing effort? To discredit, it just seems like it's a, it's oh. a never-ending thing to discredit the download. The download, right? It, it it's. <laughs> I just roll my eyes when I see those people playing about that. It is what it is. Um, you know, the harder part is just explain to people that when they click play on a browser, yeah, that is a download. It's technically a download. So I have that other blurb as well, explaining to people why that yes, any download, any request for the file from your hosting server is a download technically and. Download is not the best term in the world, but it's better than all the other. So what do you think then, you know, when everyone says that value of audience is not best represented by a download, and I'm just, you know, when they say you should consider all these other factors, you should consider their number of Twitter followers, how many Facebook fans they have, how many retweets they get, all this other stuff. I have never found a correlation between Twitter followers and podcast listeners. I've seen shows with 100,000 Twitter followers can't get 500 downloads on an app. And I've seen it vice versa, where people are 500 Twitter followers are getting a million downloads yeah. on, on Twitter podcast. And so yeah, I yeah, don't it goes take those spectrum. correlations. Yeah. And what I'm, I do say to people is look at your trend line. Are you getting more or less downloads in your three months? And right, the same thing goes to ad performance. You know, I've seen big shows absolutely fail Mm -hmm. to deliver and yet i've seen little shows you're like holy 
cow, you, you knocked this thing out of the park. 35% of your audience reacted and went and bought whatever that widget was you were selling. So it, it really does, I think, a lot have to do with the makeup of the show. So I don't know if you can ever, you know, so, so is the download, well, it is what we have. It's how we build things right now. It's up to the media buyer to decide if they got value from that. But I, I don't know if there's a direct correlation to, um, I just don't know how you make that juncture to be able to, because if, if it's all about size, size is bigger, then we're all going to lose. You know, all these small shows are going to lose. It's a guy that's going to figured out how to, how to work the, you know, paid for 800,000 Twitter followers and added, uh, you know, added 50,000 people to his YouTube channel and, you know, just wrote a check to do that. I've been playing around on TikTok and I'm getting, I'm already getting requests to, Hey, would you like 10,000, you know, followers on TikTok? You know, that's only 50 bucks. So So guys, I'm I'm looking at the 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 Triton um, digital uh, podcast ranker. I don't know if you guys have seen it for the week July sixth through August second. Uh, it shows the top fifteen networks and it shows the top one hundred podcasts by downloads. Mm. And it, and it's always the same. It's, it's always the same companies on this. And if you look at the the numbers, um, like in the top fifteen. Uh, of course, that's networks. I'm looking at shows themselves. Yeah, the uh, Tritons, the Triton stuff, that could throw that crap out. Because um, to be part of that, it's all you, it's you all big companies. It's all your, big companies. You have to be that's willing, it. willing to give up your raw log file, and right. it's just not going to happen. It's it's very biased. The people that give the Triton that information to do their rankings are ones that are willing to give up raw log files and. I don't know why anyone would. Uh, Triton needs to change the way they do it. The way they're doing it is completely wrong, completely unethical, and they just need to stop. Yeah, I mean, there's there's individual independent shows that are bigger than some of the networks that they list in the top fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's not a very good uh, a representative of what's going on in the industry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pod tracks are much better representation, but it's not covering everyone either. And there's no real good one out there. But of all of them out there, Triton's the work because of the way they're doing it. And I've told them that point blank. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to ever support it. We're never going to give you the raw log file. So just get over it. I said, why yeah. are you doing this? To you know, and that really pisses people off because, you know, I keep, you know, from a non-podcaster perspective, just let you know, if someone's sitting on the outside of the industry looking in, the, you know, there there's lots of resources now for people to figure out which websites have the most traffic. You can look at all these other scores that they apply to what they think is important. And there's really no way to to do that. Just like this show, they have no idea how many people listen to this show. You know, they have no clue. I mean, how, and we know mm-hmm. internally our numbers are, are up, you know, we break into the five figures from time to time on this show, you know, for a number of people that are, you know, listening to it. Not always just depends on the, on the episode. So, right. but you know, I think a lot of shows are like that. You know, I, it, you, you see them too. You got the sleeper shows that are on your network that people have absolutely no clue. I matter of fact, I, once in a while I'll load someone's stats and be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like wh- where the yeah. hell did they come from? 
you know, and I go looking at their show and it's like, how, you know, you're, you're blown away because they're not on any list. Yeah, I mean, some of them I go like, okay, I got to look into these numbers even more. I'm like, is this someone that's going by in Malaysia? Click from like, no, they're legit. You're like, wow, okay. You know, I've got a little audit button I can do that basically goes out to their website and looks to see, make sure there's nothing preloading. And, you know, I, I, there's little things we look for. And I'm like, wow, how that one's doing. And I'll send them an email, man, you are doing great. Do you understand, do you understand how great you're doing? And they're, you know, oftentimes they're like, well, I don't even look at my stats. And you're like, yeah. wow, uh, let's, let's talk a little more. So there's a lot of do super we, shows out there. Do we still think that there's a problem with click fraud in the space? The host on SoundCloud, sure. I mean, let's be real. There's nothing that stops you hosting on SoundCloud from getting 50,000 plays for 50 bucks. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's why I advertise. Nobody buys, the, you know, no one buys based off of SoundCloud that. So, you know, I think the agencies are smart enough now. They want IAB certified companies, mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. and they know. Um, so I don't, you know, I think the click fraud, it was an issue, um, but the IAB, I, I think, it, it, you know, it's there, but I think the buyers aren't getting duped into it. Well, also, it's, it's based on, if you're following the IAB spec, it's much harder to do. You, you, you can cheat, but you're going to spend money to, you're going to spend real money to cheat. And yet in the end, what's it going to end up being is you're going to, you're going to spend a lot of money to cheat and, and, and you're going to get some advertisers and they're not going to get an ROI. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if you <laughs> right. want to cheat and make money, go take it up an anchor account, find content <laughs> from one of the top 20 or hundred podcasts and put it up on anchor and cash in before they figure out what's going on, you know, load it up that way. That's what people are doing. Or, or Cheating. take some, you know, take some yeah. music like Taylor Swift and submit it through and let it go into there. You know, yeah. and just, just so that people that don't know me, I was very tongue in cheek. I'm actually not recommending you actually do that, but that's what's happening. I mean, that's where the fraud well, is, is right what's now, happening. Right? Yeah. James's article top, you know, I was actually surprised it was only, 20% of the top, uh, whatever it was, of, of the, yeah, I think it was 30 the actually, top 20 yeah. or whatever it was, or, um, yeah. I, I'm like, why isn't it all? <laughs> well, I mean, if you, these people are going to do one show, why not do them all? Yeah. Rob stopping you. Rob and I went through and looked at, you, you know, and I even called out Apple too, because if you go over to Apple podcasts, of course you can go into your Apple podcast account and, and make sure you're, they're pulling the right feed. But today you, you go over to, some sites, including Spotify, and is just like this show. We loaded it up, and there's no way to tell where that's being sourced from at all. And it could be coming, it could be coming from some other. I'm not even going to say anchor. It could be coming from anywhere, and we wouldn't know it. Um, download serial, take the artwork, create a new podcast, and spell it C E R E A L. Yeah, right. And people will find it and search, and you know how. How Apple finds out about it when someone complains, right? And you know, so you as a podcast host, you have to be out there being diligent to see if, if you're popular, that your content's not being pirated. And fortunately, you know, Anchor has that backdoor into Apple that you don't go through the regular uh, approval process. So it's Anchor has made it, and Apple made it really easy for the pirates to come in and do what they're doing. So let, let's talk about that for a second. We've all 
So right. we've all expressed Apple. Why do they get, why does Anchor get special treatment? Or are they using a web script form and Apple can't stop it? How, how are understanding is it special? Oh, I think Apple could stop it if they wanted it to. Yeah. They should stop. So the question is, we've all questioned it and you really don't get an answer. I'm hoping the publicity of the piracy here will get Apple to finally do what's right, put everybody on equal footing. Do they actually have a API submission process to Apple or are they going, are they using some sort of bot to fill out a web form? I've never been clear on. They, they have their own. Look, I have an Apple account. I can go and submit podcasts. Sure. Into me Apple too. Podcasts right. And, 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 and it be approved with no, you know, it gets added yep. with no approval. Yep. I have that ability with Libsyn to do that. Me too. And Apple has said to me in the past, you know, we don't want you to do in the more than 200, 300 shows like but for some reason, Anchor can do 200,000, 300,000, a million, whatever, and it's okay. And I think that's just not right. Um, and it's now come back to bite Apple when their competitor, Spotify Anchor, is doing it. Um, hopefully, you know, I, I'm, I hope that that gets shut down. It, and the piracy part of it is no-brainer. Companies are able to, or individuals are able to go in and take other people's content, upload it to Anchor that doesn't do an approval process submits to Apple where there's no approval process, and then they get downloads and they get money and then they cash out before anybody realizes what's going on. And right. again, I don't know why 100% of the top 100, 200 shows aren't pirated. It's, it's well, and I always it. thought, you know, with these platforms acquiring podcast hosting platforms that we would have eventually, I thought it was going to happen sooner, where, you know, let's say um, a show that was created on Anchor um, Apple would, wouldn't, um, want to accept the submission from them because they're competitors or, or Pandora wouldn't accept the submission from anchor because, you know, and we would see this, this, um, splitting of the ways from a competitive perspective. And, and who knows, we may still see that happen at some point. It, it seems like that this could be a catalyst for that. Well, I think, and, go ahead. Ron. I would say this, I'm not promoting that happening. I'm just saying anchor Apple should review every pro every submission. Right. Like they do everyone else. There should be some gray matter that goes, hey, maybe this, why is Serial resubmitting their podcast and, and again? You know, you know, they, there should be, you know, whoever is being pirated. You know, why is Joe Rogan? Because Joe, by the way, there was people pirating Joe Rogan in, a couple of years ago. I think. Uh, yeah. Why are they doing this? And, it, and this isn't a new thing that, that Cridlin no. reported. This has been going on for a while. We've known about oh, this for a while. Well, it's also um, been going on people taking episodes of um, popular podcasts and creating videos out of them and uploading them to YouTube and monetizing them. That's been going on for a long time, too. I had to face that when I was working for Podcast One um, with some of the wrestling shows that I was working on back then. You know, it was Steve Austin, and those were, they would, uh, the audience would get the downloads and create a little video and upload it to YouTube and turn on the monetization engine around it. And so we had to take them down. Well, here's, yeah. here's the best one that I've heard from somebody who was uploading episodes of all these different, it was a, it was a genre, a political genre, and they were all similar in, in thought. And this person just kept uploading these different episodes from these different podcasts into their account. And when we found out about it and called them out, they go, well, on their website, they say, promote my show. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's not what they meant. 
they meant put a tweet out with a link to their episode in their show. Right. Right. Not take their episode you downloaded and re-uploaded into your stream. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's going to be whack-a-mole for a while, but uh, I just hope that, you know, Apple at some point, like you said, Rob, uh, levels the playing field here and doesn't... It's the right thing to do. I mean, with the piracy issue, they need to do it. Yeah. Forget even leveling the playing field. They just need to do it because their reputation is getting tarnished. And, And at the same time, here's the thing that's, like you mentioned earlier, there's just a bunch of I'll use the word caca, a bunch of bunch of shit in the Apple Podcast directory that has no episodes associated with it, one or two that are in there that just, you know, is making legitimate podcasters have a hard time mm-hmm. being found, you know, and it's, you know, I, I, I'm all about suppressing. If you don't want to remove them, then suppress those search results. Yeah, I'm hoping some of the other aggregator apps start doing this. You know, put it put in the the free rule, whatever it is, four or five episodes, nothing new in 90 days, 120 days, whatever you pick, some number that makes sense algorithmically that suppresses it and cleans up your your directory and makes it easier for the at the end of the day, it's also better for the listener if they're only finding shows that are actually ongoing rather than coming across a show that's two and two episodes and they try it and then they realize there's never anything else coming. Because the last episode was in 2007 or 2008. You know, I kind of take the position that if a podcaster submits their show, no matter if they've got one episode or not, as long as a podcaster does it, I don't have a problem with it being in the directory because they've, they've took that step to do it. And then it's up to the, the directory then to decide, okay, wh- where in the stack we've got a show that's got a similar name in the search results. Okay, this show's got 25 new episodes in the past year, and this guy's got three. We're going to put that show above this show from a search result perspective, or maybe it's suppressed completely. Maybe it's not even seen. I don't ever want to have rules set up that limit who can submit where, because let's say someone's going to do a podcast. It's going to be a three episode series, you know, and that's perfectly fine in my opinion, if they're going to do that. But at the same time, um, let's have some reality check when it comes to, because everyone's complaining about discovery. Well, I think some of the discovery problem is all this clutter. Yep. And maybe not, maybe it isn't clutter. Maybe people never know about it because how are finding out about podcasts is still by word of mouth primarily. Well, again, even if you don't want to take them out of your directory, take them out of your search results. Yeah. You want to make as an aggregator app. You want to make a better experience. You can find some. Hey guys, I, I got a um, an an invite to participate in the Nielsen radio uh, ratings uh-huh. process. Oh, good to hear. <laughs> and I thought it was interesting because they sent me this, you know, this, you know, this log where mm-hmm. where you go an entire week and you log your radio listening. You got two bucks, right? Two dollar bills. Uh, well, I got a dollar, a dollar. with my thing, and then. They said they sent me an extra ten dollars after I sent my oh. my log back to them. But it, on each, you know, it's for a week, and so you go through and you write down, you know, in different day parts. So they have it broken out: a.m., p.m., evening, you know, and then what radio station you listen to for how long, how many minutes, all this stuff. And at the bottom of every day, there's a little box down there that you can check. I didn't listen to radio at all, right? 
So I was thinking about this. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I typically don't listen to any radio. So, um, and it, and it caused me to think a little bit, um, about getting this and getting selected to be a part of this, this ratings, you know, survey essentially is what it is and how it, it causes you to think about, well, should I be listening to radio? Right. So I can fill this thing out. Right. Well, and, and I, what I'm finding is, is that days are going by and I'm not listening to radio and I'm checking the, the box in the bottom of the page. And I keep thinking when I'm going through this process, well, maybe I should just go drive in my car and listen to the radio for a while. And so I can put something into this log. I just wonder if there's people doing that, um, just in a general sense you want to um, have that m- maybe are not really listening to radio very much. Yeah. You want to have more fun? Cause I got, sele- I got selected for like five years in a row. So each day I put down random names of podcasts that I were listening to. I just put them in all those time slots. I just went to like, right. I just went to our directory and wrote names down and I sent them right. and they sent me the diary for like five years in a row. So I think I made like, I don't know, 15 bucks over you know, five years, but it was, it was more the point of sticking it to Nielsen than anything else. Yeah. I just, don't know that I trust the the numbers coming out of those things because just participating in them and get you so, in the mindset so, of listening people, to radio. Some right? people are using an app that's listening to what you're listening to. Right. So some exactly. people like, you know, in the way people ask questions too, <laughs> will definitely bias survey results. Uh, I remember yeah. I was a kid, someone asked me, um, they called up and I, uh, at the house and I answered it. Maybe he was like 10 or 12 years old. And they asked me if I watched, um, like 700 club, I think it was. And I said like, Oh yeah, I had never watched it. I didn't even know it was, uh, but then, then I just hung up and I thought about that. I was like, Oh, I felt pressured into saying, yes, I listened to it. Cause right. I feel bad saying no. Right. So surveys, I can always take survey data with a grain of salt, depending on how it's done. If someone calls me for a political survey, I'm going to lie through my teeth. <laughs> no, what I say when they call me now is I go, are you wearing a mask? You're wearing a mask. <laughs> they don't like that. So are we talking about polls now, guys? Yeah, are yeah. We so about we're talking polls. polls. Getting right. it, getting right. it, and making Tom's uh, feathers get ruffled here a little bit. <laughs> but you know, it's like the that whole Nielsen thing's always been a, a yeah. Well, they they make a lot of money out of that, and you know, sadly, radio stations are ranked upon their popularity based upon that stupid die. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and they, they're reported and a lot of their revenues are based upon, you know, what you and 25 other people in your community fill out on that thing, Rob. So I would just keep on marking, don't listen to radio. Yeah, well, mean, that's would, the pattern you know, I'm on do, right now. Rob, seven check, didn't listen, get in the car and go get a Starbucks. Yeah. And, 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 and write a, just write diagonally, put a straight line through it and said podcast or put Pandora or something like that. Oh, you know, no, I'll just say CarPlay. Every day, oh. <laughs> CarPlay podcast, because <laughs> because that's actually more accurate about what what I am doing in the car. Right, right. yeah, yeah. The, so I don't know if radio advertising has started to recover or not yet because I don't listen to radio, but I know they get hit pretty hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. All right. Hey, we're at the end. We made it to ninety minutes. Wow. In, any? Uh, well, that went by fast. Guys. Yeah, it did. Rob, you got any closing thoughts or, you know, anything that you're in the back of your mind, you'd want to ruffle some more feathers or. 
No, I think I've ruffled enough feathers today. <laughs> you can if you if your feathers were ruffled and you want to complain to me, just email me Rob R O B at Libsyn.com, L I B S Y N dot com. How how much and, and everything I said is in my own opinion, not representative of Libsyn. How how uh how much email do you get from people when you A lot. <laughs> I get a lot. <laughs> I, and I try and I People tell you, I, I do a real good job trying to answer them all. I don't, I, sometimes I'll feel bad because I'll go and look in the spam folder like once a week and I'll see something I missed seven, six or seven days ago and they could in there. But, uh, well, I, it's I not just email through. these days. I mean, it's all these social communications platforms. Yeah. yeah if you want to reach me, social media, I check once a day. Email, I'm on all. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've got 84, 85 emails in my inbox this morning. So. That's actually a low, a low morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It's a Saturday. Instead of 480. Yeah. Well, it yeah. must be nicer for you now when you get up than when you were in Hawaii. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm, I'm literally, my watch has finally figured it out. And it says you're 11 minutes from the office. So it, it's a beautiful thing. I got three hours of my day back every day. I can't, I can't wait to have a real office right now. I'm in a, a little thing in this place at seven by four i worked well my my office for years was 10 by 10 so you know well you just got you know hey here i know how to close the show so robs so are you guys uh either one of you applying for the ceo position over at uh, libsyn (laughs) oh todd uh no i i no no I'm living in I'm living in Frank I'm living here in Brentwood and my kids going to school for the next six years. I'm not moving anywhere. <laughs> well you don't have to move. Your prior CEO lived in Florida, so no big deal. We we got Lori and Lori's great. Oh yeah. Oh I know, I know you got Lori, but so the so the question is, it's you know, I know that you can't say anything at all. I understand, but it it was fun to to push the button there a little bit and No, I mean, my but, opinion is I uh, I'm 100% behind Laurie. That's who I think. Oh, yeah. should you think she oh, should the be the? Way. You think she yeah. should be the CEO? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She's been. Well, that's the job she's been well, doing she anyway. Is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just yeah, not officially. COO, but um, yeah, if you have to have someone officially called CEO. That that would be my. Oh, that would yeah. be who I would say. So then well, she's now the chief operating officer as well. So right. right. Yeah. So someone then has to move into the present role as that. Well, oh, whatever her role was before. So. I mean, she, Again, yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We've got Lori, and I think we're in a really good place. I'll leave it at that. And nothing really changes for us. And yeah, and a good good board and a new 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 really good CFO too. So yeah, yeah. I I think we're much better management place now than we were six months ago. So officially, they can't say who they think. This is their 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 personal opinion because there is SEC considerations here. So yeah, again, I'm just saying it as. Well, I, I, Laurie's who I'd like. Um, that's I, who you like. Yeah, if you're going to ask a question, but I'm not, I don't make the call. There's that's right, no, right, right. I have no bearing yeah. whatsoever on this. Right? Yeah, I'm I don't either. Yeah. Okay. Don't want to get you. But I'll be trouble. happy to vote. Oh. <laughs> and it will be for Laurie. So, oh, yeah. wow. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little genie on the wall there, folks. All right. right. Um, obviously, it's Rob at Libsyn for, for Rob Walsh. Rob G. At Libsyn.com for Rob Greenley. Yeah. Yep. The two Rob show. Of course, I'm Todd at Blueberry.com. Anything other 
course, Rob, you're at Rob Neely as well, right? On Twitter, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you actually have a Twitter account, uh, uh, Rob Walsh? Oh, yeah. Podcast 411. Podcast, so 411. podcast 411. That goes way, way back. Yeah, it does. It's just like mine. It goes back to at Geek News. You know, I, I got a couple of at Podcast Something Twitter account, but I can't recover them. I can't find the the email that they were redirected to because we were all on when Twitter launched, we all went into like this grab as many accounts as you can. And, and somewhere I have a spreadsheet with all those usernames and passwords. The hell if I can find it, you know, I should, I should have grabbed that Rob when I had a chance. Yeah. We should, you know, we should have, so, someone, one of us should have grabbed at podcast or, you know, whatever. It, I thought you had that. Pod- oh, I do have- not have at podcast. No. So someone does. Well, it's not even being used. I, if I look at it, I, I don't think it's used. Yeah. But uh, if I have it, I lost the password and I should be cussed out by every podcaster in yeah, space. Alex, when, when they first did the first rankings of the top 25 yeah. most followed, I was in the top 25, had 400 followers. Yeah, the guy that's got uh podcast he's name his he's got his name is mr podcast learn how to start podcasting online at podcast and the last tweet he made was december of 2018 well there are a lot of people teaching how to podcast these days and i have no i've never seen this person i have no idea who he is not a clue but anyway that's lots and lots and lots of people teaching how to podcast these days yeah yeah Yeah. never-ending all right, everybody. Thanks for being here on the new media show. We thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with you on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, follow Pacific for another show, yeah. another new media show. Rob, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you thank coming you on. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Be a few minutes late. Yeah. Now um, I got to go see which room my wife is going to let me have for the house if we get it. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And good luck on that. Uh, hope you don't get into a bidding war. Hopefully you guys get the, get the place. Uh, yeah. I gotta go sign some documents. Oh, awesome! Has he got a basement? The place it where... has a basement, and which is unusual out here. So, oh, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's a it's a nice setup. We know so where we, we know where it. your office is going to be. Is in the basement. Uh, no, I think that's where the mother-in-law will wind up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on the new show. Okay. Bye. Bye.